This is Melissa Rupp, and if you want to learn how to renew your health by removing hidden toxins, then you should be listening to The Toxin Terminator with my friend, Amy Carlson. Welcome to The Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the toxin terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Hey there, it's Amy Carlson, the toxin terminator. And today uh, we have Dr. Melissa Rupp. She is a chiropractor in Northwest Iowa and has a powerful story about fertility and balancing hormones. So you're going to want to pay attention on today's episode. She's going to be talking about the Creighton model and NAPRO technology and an organization that she belongs to called the Guiding Star. It is a holistic center for women with all kinds of services and we'll talk more about what they offer. If you want to know more about Melissa's journey on balancing hormones, removing toxins from her life and her journey to um, their their um, daughter being born, you can find her at melissarupp.blogspot.com. This is where she has shared her entire fertility journey. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome to the episode, Melissa Rupp. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, I'm happy to be here. So Melissa and I go back quite a few years. Uh, actually, she and I met um, through uh, my daughter-in-law, Jamie Carlson. I uh, came up to Northwest Iowa. I had gone into, that was my beginnings of my journeys into a toxin-free lifestyle. And yeah. Melissa came to a meeting that, that we had, and I... Um, it was just a really fun meeting, wasn't it? Because I remember you struggling with, oh, what do I do? Yeah. Well, it was kind of cool because um, Jamie had mentioned to me about oils and asked, just was curious about them because she knew nothing about them. And and I hadn't used oils in, oh gosh, quite a few years because we used them in grad school and that's about all I knew about them. Um, so she invited me to this class and it was a really fun class because we had quite a few people there. There was probably, oh gosh, eight to 10 people. I think, like, I think there was 10, ten cool. people there. Yeah. And, and it's important for our listeners to know, um, Melissa Rupp has a chiropractic clinic in Sanborn, Iowa, Line Chiropractic. And so, um, so she actually uses many of the essential oils on her patients and obviously was in a natural mode of health and wellness before we even met, correct? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And yeah, since I started with Young Living, then I've converted to using obviously their products in my office. My massage therapist uses their products in the office. Plus I recommend their supplements, things like that to a lot of patients. But yeah, we use their oils. Not very often does a patient get out of here without using some form of <laughs> You're going to lather them up whether they like it or not. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I just, Melissa is such a, a wealth of information. And you guys are going to hear this as we go through this interview. But I've, I've been, had the privilege of watching her from stage, um, giving some presentations and sharing her story. And I'd like to get into it because Melissa's story 
I don't think that it, it really started with infertility. Wasn't it kind of going on before then? It really did. It, it kind of actually started when I was like 12 years old. Okay. Um, crazy enough. I mean, we kind of think, oh, you know, we're teenagers and, and our female system is just kind of a mess at that point, which in all reality, it kind of is. But I guess I always just felt like mine was a bigger mess than everybody else's. Okay. And it's one of those things that you don't really think too much about until you get older. And then you start to, you know, you get married and you start to talk about having kids. And then when things aren't quite happening the way they're supposed to, and then your life, you know, your cycle and everything else is a mess. And then you start to look back and go, holy crud, like this all started when I was 12 years old. This didn't wait till I was 30. This has been happening for years. And you start to kind of put those little pieces together. And, and I'm somebody that I really like to educate myself and I like to understand the science behind why my body does what it does and and what I need to do to kind of make that work better. So for me, it was a lot, of, it was a big education move for me when all of this happened to look back at my life and go, well, this is why, like, this is what I should have done. But it's one of those, if I, I wish I knew then what I know now. So hindsight's twenty twenty kind of, yeah. you, you know, deal. But so, so issues were going on with your body. Uh, long before you started having the fertility issues, but the fertility issues really brought it to the forefront for you. Right, right. And it's, it's really what's kind of changed my perspective on what women's health should be. Um, it just, it made me angry almost that I didn't know the things that I should have known and that my mom didn't know the things that I now knew. Right. Like, my mom was, you know, 20, well, let's see, 30 years old, taking her 12 year old into the doctor who'd had a period for two months straight. Mm -hmm. I was missing school. My period was so incredibly heavy that I was anemic. Um, I was in so much pain. I couldn't get off the floor. I was living on ibuprofen and a leave and things like that at 12 years old. And it's like, these things can't happen. Like this is normal. And yeah, so I, I look back and I'm as a mom now, and I look at back at what my mom had to go through dealing with me, number one, and having absolutely no idea what to do, number two. And the first thing that the doctor said was, well, we'll put her on the pill. Yeah. Oh. That'll take care of it. That'll fix all the problems. That'll regulate her cycle. She'll be all normal. Everything will be perfect. I, when I was, um, I had some issues in the female arena, uh, in my thirties. And I remember that was the doctor's solution is not that I needed to be on the pill, but they did. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a shot that you got. And it basically stopped your cycle from even occurring, which to me now doesn't seem very natural. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And it works the same way that the pill works because the pill actually, for those of you that don't actually know how the pill works, you really need to research it and find out because it's really scary what it does internally to your hormones. And I truly believe that that's a huge reason why we ended up on the infertility journey because I was on the pill from the time I was, I hadn't even had a period for a year when they put me on the pill. So I was 12 years old 
went in when I was 13, got put on the pill and I was on the pill until I was, I think it was 29 or 30 when I finally went off of it. But so think about, yeah. And, and how many women, I mean, if you just look at your circle of influence, how many women can you cite that are having female issues or fertility issues, but for me, and I'm, I'm quite a few years older than you are, but it was the norm in my circle that we all got put on the pill. It was, that just was normal. That's just what you did. And yeah, if you really find out how it works, women think, oh, well, it regulates my period. Well, did you know that when you're on the period, you don't actually, or when you're on the pill, you don't actually get a period. That is not your period. That is breakthrough bleeding that is instilled in this, the way that the pill works so that it gives you this idea that you're still getting a period. That's all it's for. It's breakthrough bleeding. It does not, it is not your period. And to me, that's, there's nothing natural about that. And inhibiting those hormones for years upon years for women and girls, especially girls in that prime time of you know, their body trying to figure out what it's doing and those hormones trying to start to regulate themselves and you just basically shut them down. Right. Ridiculous. And it seems like it's almost like a matter of convenience. Like we're, we're put on the pill so that we can regulate our period so that it's happening how we want it to happen, not as God intended for it to happen in our bodies. Is that? It's, well, and in all reality, the, the pill was developed because women wanted to be able to go to work. Their husbands were at war and they wanted to be able to go to work. But we had this mindset that your period is always going to let you down. You're in the female realm of the world right now. It's your, your body is going to let you down no matter what, no matter what you do, something's going to happen. If you have children, you'll never have a job. You'll never go to college. You'll never do this. So the way to stop that from happening is we give you the pill. That's why it was developed. And then, yes, then we started using it for birth control and all that kind of stuff. And it's just kind of cycled from there. But when you come down to the basis of it, that's exactly what it did. So would you call the, um, uh, the pill a toxin to our body? Absolutely. Yeah, me, me too. So, you, so as you um, started going through the whole fertility issues that you were having. Number one, you, you started realizing the damage being on the pillow caused for your body. So what all did it do? You know, we started on it because we started on this journey, like I said, years and years ago, but we didn't really realize it. Mm -hmm. So we got married and then I was off the pill and we just kind of said, well, try, but not try to get pregnant. Well, after about a year and a half, we're like, okay, we're really going to figure this out and let's try to get pregnant. You know, we're ready now. We, we were, let's see, we were 30 when we got married. So it's not like we were 22 and had all these years to have fun. I mean, we lived out our fun years, (laughs) settle down and have a family. Let's get to this now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when we started and it started to become difficult, I started doing my own kind of research and charting. And, and, you know, I, I learned a little bit about your, your hormone levels and how they change and how, when your hormone levels change, your temperature, your body temperature changes. So I started doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, then we were charting like that. And according to my chart, it's showing, well, you're not ovulating. Well, that's really weird. I'm getting a period, but I'm not ovulating. I didn't right. know that 
possible. Apparently it is. So yeah, through all of this, I, and my cycle got really crazy. Um, after I went off the pill, I ended up having a period that it, it was extremely scary. I got really sick at work. I remember getting sick at work. Somehow I got home. I have no recollection of getting home. Mm. Um, my husband got home probably four hours, maybe after I did. And I was sitting in the chair and I was just pale. And I just kind of like, didn't feel like I was there. And I was bleeding really heavily. I had been throwing up. I had a horrible, horrible headache. My ears were ringing. I, I've just never felt so horrible in my life. Wow. And this was not long after going off the pill. And I remember my husband looking at me and he's like, I, I don't know if you're okay. Are you sure that you're okay? Like he was scared and for him to be scared, that was kind of that awakening moment for me. Right. So I started to research and found a doctor and I called this doctor and it was one I had seen before. And and she said, you know what? I think this is more of a fertility thing. Since you are thinking about getting pregnant, let's refer you on to a, you know, a fertility doctor that we have. Okay. Saw him. And yeah, it was just kind of crazy because immediately he just, he basically said, you either get pregnant or you go on the pill. Those are your options. That's the only way to fix this problem that you have. And I'm like, well, how can it just be that simple? And number one, that's not simple to me. Like I've been on the pill for how many years? And if I want a family, that's not an option. Right. And we're trying to get pregnant and it's not working. So that's really not the best option for you to tell me either. So what do I do? Right, right. You're, you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's got, it's that, it's that same old, same old slap a bandaid on it. Let's not get to the root of what is actually happening to our body. And, and let's just placate, yeah. uh, you know, and I, and unfortunately I think, especially us women, I think we're afraid to challenge and it doesn't have to be challenged, but just we're afraid to ask questions. We're afraid to know that this is our body where you can ask the questions. And if you're not comfortable, you can seek out other opinions. Right. Right. So, and like you said, it doesn't have to be challenging. Right. But it, you have the right to question something and ask something and get, get answers. And if they blow you off and don't give you an answer... That needs to be a red flag that you need to find somebody else. Right. So did you stick with this doctor then or then? Well, then we did. We okay. did actually right <laughs> away. Um, this is, again, one of those kind of hindsight's 2020 things. And it, part of the reason that I like to share my story is because I know so many women that I talk to in my office and just in passing and from sharing my story that are like, oh, well, my doctor says this and doesn't really care. And I'm like, right. I get it. Yep. I get it. We actually did. We stuck with him for a little while and um, he had me do some different charting and yeah, he looked at it at my charts and he's like, basically according to your temperatures, you're not ovulating. And he said, you can actually have a cycle. It's called an anovulatory cycle where you don't necessarily ovulate, but you bleed. And I'm like, apparently this is a thing. I had never heard of it. And now looking back, I don't necessarily believe it, but, um, So yeah, so he had me doing this charting and I was taking my temperature, basal body temperature every single morning. I was putting it on this chart, watching it. And according to your charting, um, it'll show you when you ovulate. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is great. So this is the time that if if you're ovulating, you know that um, 
this is the time to have sex if you want to get pregnant. This is <laughs> hey, <when> John. <laughs> this is when it is. You have this amount of time in this window. This is when you can do this in order to get pregnant. Well, he said, since you're not ovulating, because um, my chart would kind of, my temperature would rise. And then usually what happens is it'll fall and it'll spike. When it spikes, that means your progesterone is high and your progesterone happens after you ovulate. That's the hormone that helps build your um, endometrium up to accept a fertilized egg to implant for you to get be pregnant and stay pregnant. So progesterone is that really good hormone and it's that warming hormone. That's why your, your level gets higher. That's why your um, temperature gets higher the second half of your cycle. So as estrogen falls, your progesterone rises. They work kind of in sync like that. So he's, my chart was going up and then it didn't really fall. It kind of stayed level and then it would kind of rise. Okay. So he's like, according to this, you're not ovulating. Okay. So he put me on some different medications, like one of them was Clomid and he put me on that. And then three months later, he put me on a different one because now Clomid is something that it's scary what that pill does to your body. It causes you to ovulate basically. Okay. But it can cause like hyperovulation. So you can actually ovulate like more eggs than you should. So your ovaries get really overwhelmed. Okay. Um, so he put me on that, but it caused like tremendous weight gain. I had gained 10 pounds within those four, those three months that I was on it. So that fourth month, it bumped me up into a new BMI. So I was considered overweight. So he had to put me on a different pill because now I'm overweight because of the pill that I was on. So it just kind of shows you what these medications do. And the, the vicious cycle. Right. You're, right. Cha- you're chasing one symptom after another, after another. Right. Right. And it made me a crazy person. Like, I remember that really time. to want to have a baby with me when I don't even like myself. Right. My husband didn't like me. I didn't like me. Right. I was angry. I was crabby. My hair was falling out. I was gaining weight. My skin was like I was 12 years old again. I was a mess. I was an absolute mess. And that pill is what did that to me. And it's like, in my head, I'm going, is this really worth having a baby? Like, this is what it's going to take for me to have, like, the one thing in the world that I want? This is insane. This is absolutely insane. And that's when we both just were like, no, we're done. Like, we got to figure something else out. And that's when I really delve deep into I need to fix myself. There's something else going on and this is not treating whatever it is that is causing this. This, is, this isn't even looking at my symptoms. Never once did he talk about my painful periods or my heavy periods or my abnormal cycles that would go from 28 days to 58 days. Like he didn't care. Right. His goal was to get you pregnant. Right. And that at was what, it. At whatever cost. Right. Right. And I, yeah, and I just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, it, it was going to lead to a divorce if we stayed on it because it made us so unhappy in our marriage and, crazy. and it so uncomfortable in my own life that I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And, um, so that's really when I started the whole journey of figuring out how all these things have affected my life and affected my body and my hormones over the years. And what can I do to fix that? Right. And that, crazy. and that has been, 
such as a bystander watching you go through this process because you're talking about that crazy time of your life. And I remember that. I remember. And I remember having conversations with you and you'd be like later coming back to me going, I'm sorry, just, I, I just, am, I'm a mess, you know? And, and it's like, I get it. I absolutely get it. So, so we go off the Clomid. Yep. Right. Clomid. And, yep. and kind of get into this kind of self-discovery. Is that the time when you found out about the um, endometriosis or? You know, I always had an idea that I had endometriosis. I just okay. call it endo. That's the easy. Okay. I always had this in the back of my head that I had it because the symptoms were always there. Mm-hmm. So symptoms of endo is constipation, bloating, um, diarrhea with your cycle. And I'm talking like right around the time of your actual period. Some people have pain with intercourse, pain with a bowel movement, pain with urination, painful cycles, mood swings, acne, weight gain, dif- difficulty losing weight, um, abnormal cycles where like one time they're really heavy, one time they're not. Sometimes they're shorter, sometimes they're longer. Just all those kind of symptoms with the biggest ones I had are pain, pain with your period. Mm-hmm. And mine was so intense. Mm-hmm. So I kind of always thought I had it. And I remember talking to doc. I mean, from the time, obviously from the time I was 12 years old, I was having pap smears every single year. So I'd talk to my doctor all the time and be like, I went on probably five different types of birth control over mm-hmm. the years because I'd say, I would do this one for a couple of years and I go, you know, my, my period is really bad again. Like my my cramps are really bad. This isn't helping. Right. Yeah, it's 28 days, but it's not helping. And so then they'd be like, oh, we'll put you on this different one. And oh, we'll try this. But every time I mentioned endometriosis, they blew me off. And they said, no, no, you don't have that. And, and even if you do the pill, we'll cure it. Yeah. <laughs> Just go on the pill. It fixes it. it it'll take care of it. <laughs> it's the magic pill. <laughs> right. Right. And when you're a teenager and you're in your twenties and you don't really understand it, you just take their word for it. Right. Right. And I don't even think that is necessarily always teenagers and in your early twenties, you know, honestly, I I think if women get anything from this interview is is please, please, please learn. You have a voice. Yes. It's your body. It's your body. Absolutely. And there's so there are so many doctors out there that truly truly do care and they are much more holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one doctor, Dr. Dan Purser. He is phenomenal when it comes to talking about endometriosis and progesterone and female hormones and thyroid and all that kind of stuff. And he always says, "Listen to that inner voice. Yes. Listen to yourself. If you are if your mind is telling you that they're not telling you the truth, they're not telling you the truth." Right. I, and you I like their answer. You need to find a different doctor. Yeah. And he's so, so good about breaking it down. Just like yeah. you, you right now are talking to us in terms, in layman's terms, my terms, where I yeah. can understand what you're telling me. All right. So keep us so going on this. I had it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just had that feeling. So, but it was also something that I had researched and knew that for endometriosis to be diagnosed, you have to have lapar- laparoscopic um, study, basically. So it's, it's kind of like a surgery. They, they cut into your abdomen and they do an internal camera to look at it and see if it's there or not. Right. So I also knew that that was something that 
not everybody does and they're not going to check it unless they feel like they have to. So it's something I didn't really push, but I also knew that with endometriosis, it's an inflammatory disease. So for those of you that don't know what endometriosis is, basically what it is, is it's, so you have endometrial lining that sits on the inside of your uterus. Okay. So this is the, this is the tissue that every single month it builds up and it builds up. That's what that progesterone does. It builds up this endometriosis to become nice and thick so that when your egg comes down, if it's fertilized, it's able to implant. If it's not fertilized, it sloughs off, you get your period. That's how that works. Well, what happens with endo, and they don't really know why this is, there's, they're really, honestly, they've studied it and they don't know why this happens and why it's not on everybody. But what happens is you get these kind of clumps of endometrial cells that are growing on the outside of the uterus. So they're growing like inside your abdomen. Um, Some women have it attaching to their bowels. Um, Some people have adhesions where it literally will attach your ovary to your uterus or to your bowel. Um, Those are really severe cases. But the crazy thing with endo is, is it doesn't matter how bad the endo is. That has no effect on your symptoms. Some women have horrible, horrible, large, you know, um, lesions of it, but they don't have any symptoms really. But then there were people like me that my case was technically considered mild, but my symptoms were severe. Right. Uh, But really your body just is affected by that inflammation. So what happens with those cells is just like your period, they slough off. Well, if they're attached to your colon or they're attached to your, you know, the internal parts of your body, they grow, they inflame, and then they slough off. So then you have this buildup of excess blood inside areas of your abdomen. Right. So that's why endometriosis causes the pain that it causes a lot of times. It's, it's that in, inflammatory part that um, people don't know that that's what that is. And that's how that, you know, that's the pain that people are feeling. The, the pain, yeah. And if you're attaching to your colon and your intestines, no wonder you're having, you know, pain with your, you know, bowels, pain with, yeah. you know, eating, you know, and, and it affects so many different areas of your life. Very interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I just always knew this, but then when I started to research it, I was reading more about the inflammatory part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I started to look at things and go, okay, I got to figure out something with my diet and I need to figure out something that I can do to help reduce this inflammation. But the other thing that I also started to do for myself was I kind of always knew through, especially through school, we had learned a lot about thyroid. So I kind of knew that I had something with my thyroid wasn't right. I had worked out a lot and over the years. I mean, I, I was really athletic, but I was always on the heavier side. I wasn't overweight, but I wasn't as lean as I should be considering all the fitness and stuff that I had always done. Mm-hmm. I was never a runner, but I like to lift and I like to do all those things that they say you know, it it helps build muscle and it helps to build lean muscle mass and you lose fat faster. And I never did any of that. I was always on that kind of heavier end. And so one of the things with thyroid that I was finding out was that you, you have that, you, you have this excess weight gain, but you're unable to lose it. Right. And like brittle hair. Again, I had that. My skin was dry. I had eczema. I had acne. I had all these things that also are related to your thyroid. Um, so I decided that at that time when we quit the Clomid that I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to start. This is what we're going to do. So I started to eat healthier 
And obviously I was using, you know, oils and I was using all of those things to kind of help my body to be able to number one detox, but number two, also just to help me be able to mentally get used to these big changes that I was going to have to do. So I started eating better and I started eating a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. I started, um, no dairy, no wheat. Those are the two big ones that I really cut out. Um, and then I started to take a couple supplements that were aimed at helping my thyroid. And it was really crazy. I started taking, I started using Endoflex, which is an oil from Young Living. I started using that on my thyroid. I used it right on my neck. Um, and I used it on my feet too. And I just knew that that was going to help my body to just kind of take care of itself a little bit. Right. Uh, Cause like I said, I wasn't diagnosed with anything. I just kind of wanted to make sure my thyroid was working the way that it should. Right. So I started doing that and I started taking a supplement called Thyramin. And that was in, let's see, I'm trying to think when I did that. So that would have been like September, October, November time. Mm-hmm. And by December, I had lost weight, which was amazing. I'm yeah. like, I haven't lost weight in years. This is, this is <laughs> crazy to me. I had lost like 10 pounds. I was feeling really good. Um, I was still doing my charting, interestingly right. enough. I was doing this charting, still looking at it. And we, we weren't in the boat that we were trying to get pregnant at this point. We just said, you know what? We need a break. Right. Well, come to find out we're pregnant. And I'm like, what? According to my chart, my charting has not changed. My, right. my temperature's exactly the same charting as it always had been. And I'm pregnant. I'm like, how does that work? I was told I don't ovulate. Right, right. Okay. So I go see my doctor. They do an ultrasound. They're like, yep, you're pregnant. We see it about six weeks. That's probably about where you're at. You're going to come back at eight weeks and we're going to do, you know, an ultrasound. Blah, 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 blah. So I stopped taking the thyramin because it had increased amounts of iodine. So I stopped taking that. I was still doing all the other things while I start spotting. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made me really nervous, you know, and then, um, Spotting continued. The spotting continued. I called in. They they checked everything out. Well, we ended up having a miscarriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to this day, my husband swears it's because of my thyroid. Mm-hmm. He swears it's because I stopped taking that thyramin. Um, I, I think there's a lot to do with that because knowledge later obviously has changed how I look at it. But um, I think that did play a big part in it. Right, big, big time. But also my endo and. And finding out a lot of things about my hormones later made a big change in that. But that was, I feel like I've had a lot of times over those couple years where I'm like, holy cow, like this was enlightening for me. And then we do all this. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is a new enlightenment. Like, right. Crazy. Okay. Now what do we do? Well, and it's just like God's prepping you for the journey ahead, you know, that you have, you needed to walk through every step that you walk through in order to get to where you're at. So I know at some point you get into this journey with the fertility where you basically find out that you're not, your body's not creating enough progesterone in order to maintain a pregnancy or am I jumping way ahead? No, that's absolutely right. So we, we have this miscarriage and the first thing I said to the doctor was, I mean, amidst my tears and my husband was with me and he was just, I I feel like doctors get to the point now that they see miscarriage so much that it's, they're numb to it. Like it it doesn't phase them like it should. So he was very blunt and almost rude to us. 
Mm. Um, he basically told us your next option is we can send you on to a reproductive endocrinologist, which first thing they're going to do, he told me is to look at IVF, which right. was something that we morally were not ready to do. That right. It was just, that was a step that we weren't ready to take yet. And that I don't know that we were ever going to be ready for that. Right. Or he said, the other option is Clomid. I'm like, but why? It didn't work for us. We've been there. Like, yeah. pregnant without it. You told me we couldn't get pregnant because I don't ovulate. Right. But I did. Right. He's like, oh, that just meant, must have been a fluke. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Like, it, it was just, it was so appalling. Like, we walked out of there and my husband, who's very quiet, he, he's a very quiet man. He just doesn't say anything about anything. He goes, we are never going back there. <laughs> I can see That's John it. doing that. Yeah. He's like, never again are we going back there. Yeah. And he might have said a few other words about choice him. words. Yes. So do you now. do you feel like it was? I mean, John has always been so so very supportive, you know, through this whole journey. But don't you think that it was kind of then in your journey that it was when you really knew this is a we thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was the point, it was a turning point in our marriage, really. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to go through those horrible things for you to wake up and realize what you have and what you're working towards. And it was crazy because I asked my doctor, I said, so what caused this miscarriage? Mm -hmm. And he said, we don't know. I said, well, can you test me to find out? And he's like, no, we don't do that till after three times. I said, you're telling me I have to lose three babies, babies, before you're going to even care? Ugh. I think that was the part that upset John more than anything, was that he just was so blatantly, oh, well. That's, and how do you say that to somebody who just lost? And after being told, being told that you'll not get pregnant on your own. Right, right. So how then did you get from this point of total devastation and feeling like you don't have any options right. to somehow you got connected into a, a, an organization in Omaha? Let's. Yep. So let's, I started to like, during this miscarriage, I had after the miscarriage, I had taken about a week for myself. I just decided I needed some kind of self-reflection and no just time to mourn that, yes. you know, that, that birth that I had. Yeah. And so I took this week and, and John and I were at a point at this point that we both said, there's got to be something better. Right. Like, I want answers. And I want to know that my body is doing what it's meant to do. Mm -hmm. And there's something wrong with it. And we need to be able to fix that. And both of us came to the point and we both said that no matter what, we need to heal me. Because if I'm not any better, if we can't have children, we can't have children. That That's beyond the point. But I need to heal. Right. Because he's remembering that really bad period. And he's like, you, you're 30 years old. You can't live like this until you're 55, 60. Right. Like, that's not okay. Right. So I started doing a lot of research and I was looking at different doctors in kind of our area and just randomly looking at all the different hospitals and just seeing who's there, what they have to offer. And if there's anybody that even anywhere with that people would recommend. So I came across this doctor and his name was Dr. Hansen. And I pulled up this picture of him and it was a picture, it pulled up this Facebook page and it was a picture of him 
And these two gals next to him, and in small print on the bottom, it said, Orange City Fertility Care Center. And I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was under the impression the only place that did anything with fertility was Sioux Falls or Sioux City. Right. So for us, we live in Northwest Iowa. There's just nothing here. <laughs> yeah. There just isn't. I mean, we're talking an hour and a half drive either way to get to somewhere that does this. So I was like, I'm all in. Let's see. What is this? So I start looking into it and um, I was in love. Like I absolutely fell head over heels with everything that they had to offer and what they were talking about. They talk about, so with what Orange, Orange City Fertility Care Center did is they teach a method of natural family planning. So they teach a different method of charting. So they literally teach it to you as opposed to just saying, oh, take your temperature every day and it's this and this and this. They literally, they sit down with you and they teach it to you. And so then what they do from that is they look at your charting. They figure out if there's anything going on with that. They refer you on to this doctor. And Dr. Hansen was the doctor that was there at that time in Orange City. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at your chart and says, well, based on your charting, this is what we see. Now, when I talk about charting, it's so Creighton model charting is what I use. It's, okay. it's Creighton model fertility center, fertility care, something. I'm going to lose the name, but it's the Creighton model is what it is. And basically you chart your cervical mucus. And when I say this to people, women are like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. What? Like yeah. my discharge. And I'm like, well, no, we have to discharge is when you're ill. Like there's something going on and that's discharge. Everybody has cervical mucus. So it was really cool. So I found this pro this program and I showed it to John and I'm like, basically what they said was, we treat underlying issues to enhance your fertility, to enhance your likelihood of becoming pregnant. I'm like, this is exactly what we're looking for. Ta-da! <laughs> like, this is what I wanted. I want to know what's going on so that we can treat those things because I truly believed that if I could treat those, I could get pregnant. Right. Right. And, and we want to make sure that our, our listeners are understanding many of the things that you said you were starting to use for your body, um, changing your diet. There were things that you removed from the diet, some of the supplements and products that you were using. This was, a, this was in order to get rid of toxins that were in the body and, and replace it with good nourishing things in the body to help your body accept and move forward and heal and do the things yeah. that it, it naturally needs to do. Right. And to remove those things like from my everyday that you know are messing with your hormones. Right. Like we knew that my hormones were a disaster. We right. knew that. And so it was it was removing sulfates and parabens and phthalates and and artificial colors and artificial dyes in your hair products and your face products and your, you know, soaps and food, everything. Right. It was suddenly I was reading every single label that I was ever touching. Right. Because right. it was so scary to realize that every single product I was using had five to 25 things in it that was disrupting my hormones. Not only was it that one product, but right. it was probably 10 products a day that you're using repeatedly right. over and over and and. You know, and then we wonder why we have right. this epidemic of hormone issues, fertility issues. Yeah. We're you preaching to the You add all of those things. You add right. all those things and then they're like, you see them and they're, they're 
pointed right at the, that teenage girl, yeah. young woman, like <laughs> smells great, looks great. Oh, you got to be in this like tan oh. bikini body and you yeah. got all these things. And it's like, media is just throwing these things at you, making you think that this is what I need. And then I need to smell like this and I need to feel like this and you do all these things and then you do them and you feel like crap. Yeah. And you wonder why you wonder why and you add all that onto to the birth control pill. That's artificial hormones. It's like, <laughs> it's this big, huge circle of everything that you go. That's a bunch of crap. Right. And that's right. easy. That's the nicest way I can say it. it's a bunch of crap. We need to clean up our bodies because these are things that are happening to us when we're kids and we don't know any different. Right. And then all of a sudden we become adults and we feel like junk. Right. So it takes time for us to like our body to realize what it's supposed to do and meant to do. And for us to get rid of all that excess clutter. Well, and how amazing is, how amazing is it that you can, you didn't know any better when you were younger, but now you're learning and know better now. And so your daughter is going to grow up not having to even be exposed to half the things that you were exposed to. Now, that's what I call breaking the cycle. Right. Absolutely. And even to look at my mom now, I mean, there's things now that she looks at it and she's like, I wish I knew that. Right. Right. You know, she looks back and goes, I wish I would have changed that for you. I wish I would have done that for you. But she didn't know. Right. And I don't blame her for that, but it's like, she's changed certain things now because she's found out different things that be changed in her life. So, well, and the hormone support cycle that we need to stop. Yep. The hormone support is so important, whether we're at your age where we're, you know, infertility, you know, and that type of thing and and periods and, and that cycle of life, or we're at my age where we're in menopause or beyond, we're still dealing with the balance of hormones in our body. Okay, so we've alluded to, and I want to make sure because I don't want to run out of time and I want to make sure that we're getting this story. So you went to Orange City. Now, is is this the time when the fertility, when you got with Dr. Hansen that you were introduced to Guiding Star or, or? Actually, yeah. So Guiding Star actually came about from the Fertility Care Center. The gal that we learned our charting from, mm-hmm. um, for Guiding Star was just this idea at the time for her. Um, Guiding Star started basically right after we kind of were, started working with her. Um, but we learned all of our charting through the fertility care center, which is still available in guiding star of orange city. Um, but yeah, we did that. We met with Dr. Hansen. Dr. Hansen looked at our chart and was like, literally looked at my chart for two months worth of my charting and said, you have endometriosis, you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and you have a thyroid dysfunction. And you also have extremely low progesterone. He could tell all of that by looking at what my cervical mucus did for a month. That's it. Isn't that crazy? And you finally had somebody who is willing to listen. So, so let's, let's keep going through. So they were able to determine these were the things that were wrong. And then what, what was their recommendation? I mean, you still had a bit. Yep. Yep. So they had recommendations for diet and different things like that, which was a lot of the same kind of stuff that I was already doing. Right. So, but he referred me to Omaha. So Hope Paul Institute in Omaha is a reproductive health clinic, I guess to say. They've got certain physicians. This is the place they developed the Creighton model. Okay. So it's based on Catholic 
teaching basically because it's natural family planning. They don't believe in birth control and things like that because of of abortion portions of the pill. But um, so they learned this, they teach this charting. So that's what Creighton came out of. But they also developed this thing called NAPRO technology. So what NAPRO technology is, it's natural procreative technology. And what that is, is it treats underlying issues to help enhance your fertility. So one of the things people say to me all the time is, well, if you had infertility, how'd you get insurance to pay for this? Because insurance doesn't cover infertility. They don't label infertility as a diagnosis. They see infertility as a secondary issue because of things that you have going on. So everything for me was endometriosis, PCOS, underactive thyroid, those things. If they can treat those things, they believe that infertility is is non-existent for most of the population. There is some people that infertility really is a thing, but for some people, we can treat these things and they're able to have babies naturally. Right. Um, so that was basically what um, they sent me, what he sent me down there for. Um, we waited six months and we had a surgery. So they do a laparoscopic surgery where they actually excise your endometriosis. So it's not just a laser where they basically burn it off. They literally cut it completely out. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a better surgery, but there's not a lot of places that do it. So we waited six months to get down there. And during that six months was the time that he gave us these other things to do. So diet changes. He told me, look into the anti-inflammatory diet. I cut out dairy. I cut out soy. I cut out gluten. I cut out wheat. Um, sugar. Basically sugar, all the junk. I was eating really, really, really healthy. Um, he had me doing progesterone tests every couple of weeks. So I was going in having blood draws. I had one where we had to do it for like an entire half of my cycle so that he could actually see where my progesterone levels were. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting because that's where we realized I don't ovulate when my temperature would have technically said that I was ovulating. That's how we got pregnant the first time. I ovulate eight days later than what my temperatures would show that I do. Isn't <laughs> that nuts? So it's like, well, no wonder we got pregnant when we didn't think we could. Right, right. So yeah, so it's really cool. That charting is really, really interesting because it shows so many things about your body. And it's really crazy. Your cycle can show you when you're sick. Your cycle shows you when you're stressed. All those things come through in your your body's telling you these things. Right. So it's really cool. I mean, yeah, he put me on lots of different things. He he all the things that I was doing, he was open for because he's like, Yep, you need to cut out all those different chemicals out of your body. Cut all those things because those are going to help enhance your fertility. And so we waited six months, did the surgery. After the surgery, um, I had to do ultrasounds. So they literally, I went every single day for 13 days and they did internal ultrasounds to watch my body ovulate to make sure that I was. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool to be able to see. And then I, yeah, they started me on compounded progesterone, which Young Living has a a, um, progestins plus. Mm -hmm. And that's a really, really good serum that can help most women to keep their progesterone levels healthy. For me, it's not enough. It wasn't like, enough. My levels are so low right. that I need more than that. Yep. So I actually do progesterone pills um, for about 10 days out of every single month. They started me on a thyroid regimen where they do compounded. So when I say compounded progesterone and compounded T3, they are your 
bioidentical hormones. So they're not an artificial hormone that your body doesn't recognize. This is something that is exactly the same as what the hormone is that's in your body that your body's not making. So they put me on that and literally I dropped like 12 pounds. I'd never had felt better. My hair quit falling out. My eczema went away. My skin got better. And all this time I'm doing, you know, I'm using really good, good supplements and I'm using really good body care products. So I know that all of it together is really what helped us. Um, I had my first normal cycle that I'd had in 15 to 20 years in November and December, we were pregnant. Isn't that, and, 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 and what a joy and what, you know, what a blessing so it made all this to go through and be able to identify. And you kind of had identified the issues that you were having long before you ever got somebody to actually listen to you right. and, right. and what that was. I, and it, I mean, I tell, I tell my patients all the time, don't Google your symptoms. I, I do, <laughs> but, but honestly, you don't have to be a physician to figure out what's wrong with you. I, based on my symptoms, I knew. And these were the things that they were. I, that didn't take my chiropractic degree to tell me that. Right. Anybody could have told themselves that if they looked it up. So right. it's like, I knew. And that's where you need to use that voice to say, come on, help me. Like, yeah. there's something going on. Help me out here. And find that place. So you, and, and so we have our lovely little Willa yeah. uh, that's with us now. And she is, is she getting close to two now already? She'll be two, She'll be two next month. Oh my gosh. Two years yes. now. That is, that is amazing. So any, any chit chat amongst you for another one? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment at all. We'll see. I'm not sure how to read that one. And I wish you guys could see her face. So a couple of the things like, like maybe, maybe we're short by the time this airs, we might hear differently. You never know. know. So a couple of the things I want to make sure we go back and highlight from our story is you learned the Creighton model. Yes. which was the uh, a way of charting your what your body was doing, yeah. Yeah. right? And one thing I want to point out about the Creighton model is that is something, it does not matter if you are in the, in the time in your life where you want to have a baby, if you are premenopausal, if you're, if you're getting to that point, or if you just, you don't want to have children, but you, you want to know what's going on in your body, or even pre-teens, right? Like, it can tell you so much about your body. This is for everybody. This is not just for getting pregnant. And that's where I think people see fertility. They think the word fertility and it's like, right. but your fertility is yours your whole entire life. Right. Your fertility is yours after menopause. It's still your fertility. Right. Still your reproductive system and how it works. So I, I want people to know that it's for everyone. Not just for those who are trying to get pregnant. So if somebody is really struggling with not having a cycle that is normal, not having normal hormone levels, not having struggling to get pregnant, um, you know, those type of things. If you could give them three things, you just needed to give them three things to do. What would you recommend? Start here. Oh, man. I know it's going to be different for so many people because, you know, everybody's a little bit different. Yeah, that's a hard question. But um, first thing, get off the birth control pill if you were on it. Okay. The pill, the shot, all of it. 
research it, get off of it and find a doctor that can help you. Um, number two, get rid of all your crap personal care products. Mm. Start reading those labels because that's scary what those things do to your hormones. And there are tons and tons of studies out there that are showing it. Right. And they don't have to tell you what fragrance means. Fragrance is full of a lot of junk products that you, if you knew what they were, you wouldn't put them on your body. Right. So cut all of that crap out. Um, number three, hmm, listen to your body. Love it. Listen to your body because your body is telling you and it's trying to tell you what's going on and you're not listening. Yeah. yeah. And by listening to your body, you're going to be able to find those doctors that are able to help you. Yeah. And listening to your body is so good for soul, so many things, gut issues, you know, you, oh, absolutely. you know, you name it, you, you know, you're going to know, um, Melissa, we could, um, I want to, I know you're open to talk to people. So yeah. I want to make sure our listeners know they can find you. It's, it's Melissa Rupp, R-U-P-P. They can find you on Facebook and instant message you. They can find you on Instagram and send you a DM. Um, yep. you, you're out there on social media. Um, any, and, and I know you have um, Guiding Star is something that is very near and dear to your heart. So before we run out of time, could you share with our listeners a little bit about Guiding star? Oh, absolutely. So the guiding star project is the overall group. Okay. And then we are in our area, the guiding star orange city is what our name is. Um, basically what we are is we're a holistic center for women. So we offer services for women in all areas of your life. So family life, we offer you know, counseling services, things like that. We're a nonprofit. We offer lactation services. We have doulas on staff for moms that want help during childbirth. We have fertility care center on site in Orange City that offers classes to teach you how to learn this charting. Um, we have a couple of physicians that we're able to refer you to in our closer area. Um, we offer just support groups for everything woman related. We really want to change the norm for women's health care. We want to give women a place that they can go and feel supported and have options outside of what that kind of medical model kind of is. Um, in Orange City, we actually are starting to have, we're going to have a physical therapist that specializes in women's physical therapy. So, you know, all those things that, that you hear women say, oh, that's just because I had a baby. Oh, you know, I, I pee a little when I laugh because I had a baby. That's not normal. Did you know that's not normal? That's what this, this female PT is for. So we actually have a physical therapist going to be starting in September on site doing that. We also offer ultrasounds now um, for kind of that, oh my goodness, I think I'm pregnant. I'm scared. I don't know what to do where do I go? It's an option for you to come to us. As long as you haven't seen a doctor yet, you can come to us, get that ultrasound. And then we are able to give you that kind of counseling and, and help refer you to where you need to go to get the help that you need. Um, it's an awesome, awesome place for women. And there's, they're popping up all over the country. So they're not just here. 
the the project is based out of the out of Minnesota, but they're all over. So check them out, and all of us have different things to offer. And I think that was going to be my next question is this is a a national organization. So they have facilities, you know, besides Sarah in in Northwest Iowa. And, and then you are on the board uh, with the guiding star. Yep. Yep. I'm on the the, um, board for the guiding star in Orange City. That is, I think what a phenomenal um, service for women and, and, and I love that you said that's not normal after having a baby because that's what we're made to believe. You know, I, I often joke, we used to have at our acreage a trampoline. I said, well, grandma can't jump on the trampoline, yep. <laughs> you know, because I knew yep. what my body would do. Uh, right, right. And I truly believe that Willow would not be here and we would not be in the position that we're in had Guiding Star not been there for us. I, we used Willow for her childbirth. We went through all of the fertility care, the lactation, um, their, the lactation group that they have there, the support group was so helpful for us. We're at 22 months of breastfeeding. I wouldn't be here without that. There's no way because yeah. there's not the support that we need in our small area. And in a lot of places, people don't know where to go to get the help that they need. Yeah. So I truly believe that we wouldn't be where we are without them. I think that is phenomenal. So, Melissa, I am so grateful that you are willing to share your story because there's parts of it that aren't easy. And and so, you know, I appreciate you opening up your heart uh, and your story to us and the listeners. And I want to make sure that people are, are able to connect with you and, and check out the Guiding Star facilities. They're, like you said, they're popping up all across the nation. Yep. So if this is something that is of interest, make sure that you're checking it out. And you said it is a nonprofit, yep. um, you know, so that is a, a blessing too. And if, if this calls on your heart, find out if there's a way that you can donate um, and, and, you know, contribute to this cause for, to help women. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.